This episode of Neighbours is supported by Beamly, the social and content network for TV. Check out Beamly.com. Hello and welcome to Neighbours. This is the Neighbours Recap Podcast, where we watch the most recent five episodes and then we recap them because there's always... It's always a gold mine. And I'm Vaya. And I'm Kate. And thank you for jumping on board and having a listen. What we've done today actually is because Kate, we're on bump watch with mm. Kate. It's quite imminent, I'd have to say. Yeah, we're going to have a neighbour's baby yeah. on the way soon. When I got here today, I was I was hiding in a car behind a lavender bush. Yes. Just... And I'm wearing a caftan. So we're both <laughs> in caftans in honour of uh, Eve Maury and her new baby and Sonia's bump concealment yeah and we're we've got a we've got well we're gonna have donut caftans but we couldn't be bothered so we just put donuts on a plate and we also went to Anson's Corner and got the best iced coffee got, got the fancy iced coffee yes and I don't know how do you know which one the fancy iced coffee was so I just got seven bottles of iced coffee we're gonna we might be able to sleep for days now <laughs> oh, I should have put them in jars by the way our iced coffees <laughs> Just like that bar we never see anymore, the off-air bar. I know. It's never there, Daniel. That's gone down the tubes. But look, um, sitting on the hay hay bales isn't all that comfortable, I have to say. Nah. (laughs) (laughs) So before we take it back to Monday, let's just jump into some couple of tweets of the week. And this week I um, got really excited. I was up late a couple of nights and I was on Twitter when the UK was watching Neighbours. That's that's fun. They're a couple of weeks behind and they just got the undies thief storyline. Yeah. yeah. And they were all losing their minds and it was adorable. Mm. So it was just quite fun watching them tweet. So AJ underscore Melb, why isn't Harold playing the tuba? He's been back for like a day already. There should be tuba, (laughs) FFS. I actually, one of his other tweets, a little bit rude, but I liked it. It yeah. was um, in reference to what present um, Mark should be buying for Naomi. Yeah. He said, dick in a box. Mark, dick in a box. <laughs> I don't know where you would get that. I don't think they have that at the bric-a-brac shop. <laughs> and then, okay, Jewbug absolutely blew my mind this week because she mentioned uh, about Detective Mechanic in his constable's uniform Pretty sure that's not even the correct uniform anymore, aren't the shirts navy now? That's true. And our, they our are. cops look badass now. They look a bit New York, the Victorian police. It's really hot, the navy mm. uniforms. I don't know why the neighbour's wardrobe department hasn't got behind the navy look because it's really good. I don't think they've bought a new uniform since maybe 1987. And I actually work on a, um, a comedy show and I was mentioning these uniforms in the, our office and then we all started panicking like our fake sketch cops are all in the wrong uniforms as well. <laughs> so... All the fictional shows in Melbourne just have their own made-up police yeah, force. Yeah, yeah. Look, I actually think that um, Dad Cop would look about 500% hotter in the Navy uniform. Yeah, because yeah. mm. he does all right. Back when he was on Dance Academy and he was in leotards and tights, mm. he worked it. <laughs> <laughs> he, I don't think he wore leotards. My, my favourite tweet of the week, actually, was well, there was all these tweets about Eddie Romaine, who's just won the Best Actor <gasps> yes. Oscar, thanking um, the amazing... Carl and Susan. How's that? Um, after he won his Oscar. Ramsey Street goes to Hollywood. That was incredible. That was mind blowing. And well deserved. Well deserved. Mm. They're a great double act. They should be recognised. <laughs> Not expecting that. <laughs> but a great win for the neighbours community. Oh, and then this one is from Erinsborough underscore, who's a UK tweeter, and they've just because they've just caught up. God, Carl in a G-string is not an image I need. My brain, my brain. <laughs> Hashtag bleach, please. <laughs> so funny. We all identify with that one. Oh, and oh, this one as well. Okay. Uli13. Usually running groups involve more than doing 23,923,000 laps of a 30-metre circuit. <laughs> it did look like a prison exercise yard, didn't it? Yeah. So we'll uh, we'll discuss that in depth when we get to it. And make sure if you do tweet, you can tweet us at NeighboursPod. And now, episode number 7066. Bailey is glum for most of this week, but he starts off the week really gloomy. Mm. Also, Matt, Dad Cop is drowning in sorrows because they've lost the $800,000 because Bailey got catfished. And now they don't know what to do with themselves. And now they can't pay their mortgage as well, coincidentally. Yeah. And it's going to be the, the Turners are homeless. Yeah, which is... Quite funny because a couple of weeks ago Amber was living in a car. so <laughs> She could teach him a few lessons yeah. on how to save money. She'll set the bonfire. Now Lauren says she makes the decision, well, we should sell. 
correct. Good yeah, decision. Yeah, actually, yeah, yeah, hundred percent correct. So then, Matt, Dad Cop. I keep calling him Matt. That's his no, real no, name. No, no, sorry, Dad Cop. That's his real Dad name. <laughs> he calls in for a shift with Damato. Now, Damato, just to reset, he's our resident bad guy. Yeah. So he's clearly some kind of gangster, underworld figure. Yeah, he's got some goons that just follow him around and eat hamburgers. So, yeah, he owns a hamburger shop and he also runs a chop shop. Um, yes. Yeah. That's really, and by chops, I don't mean, you know, like... I mean, Lamb chops. Yeah, no. Now, moving into the Brennans, because everyone's kind of connected to D'Amato in some shifty mm. way. So, Tyler Brennan, our new um, the younger brother of Detective Mechanic. Yep, Det Mech Jr. Yep. Or as I like to call him, Ty Bro. <laughs> Okay, the nickname needs work. I'm still working on it. Mm. So he can't make rent. He's like, oh, I think I'm good for it. He checks his bank account. He's got $20 in his account. For God's sakes, just ring your dad. Didn't he ask – he should have asked before he came to Melbourne. He should have said, hey, dad, I'm moving to Melbourne. Give me some cash. Yeah, spot me like 200 bucks. I've only got $40 in my account. Exactly. Maybe just don't come to Melbourne. Or maybe just pull a few more extra shifts at your dad's garage. Yes, then go to Melbourne. Yes. Was he working for free for his dad? Possibly. I don't know. So now also Tyler is flirting with Imogen, which I think is quite nice. It is nice. She has, doesn't say much action, Imogen. No, she deserves this kind of a bit of attention. Yeah. She's a, a smart young woman and sassy and has a sense of humour. Yeah, and, and she's, she has a lot of unrequited love in her life. Like it was, first of all, it was um, yeah. Hot Cop himself, yes. Brennan, and then Daniel on and off. Yeah. Actually, and she dated Munter for a while, didn't she? Look, I don't think she wanted to go out with Munter. I think, oh, well, he's here. He'll do. So, yeah, it just works. And she's whip smart. She's giving great flirtatious banter. I think it's working Mm. really well. But she thinks he's not her type. Yeah. Look, Look, beggars can't be choosers in Aaron's bar. I just don't think teenagers have worked out their type yet. No, no. Look, I don't know. He's quite hot. And I think (laughs) that would tick probably eight out of ten boxes, wouldn't it, for most teenagers? Yeah. But meanwhile, the other Brennan, he's also got Lady Woes. So he's been hooking up with Naomi and that's all been going gangbusters. Mm. She's, she's been giving him the silent treatment because he said, oh, well, I'm not used to lying to my brother. Lying comes easy to you. Yeah, that's that's a harsh burn. Yeah, she's not letting that go. And I love it. She's like, see you later, buddy. Mm. I'm not hanging around. And he now wants to kind of woo Naomi, like, mm. which is confusing because he – Wanted to have a friends with benefits situation. I don't think either of them understand what friends with benefits is or means. They're having lunch dates. Yeah. They're telling each other about their day. Exactly. That's that's actually just a relationship. I don't think they've done this before. (laughs) There's no like late night booty calls. They're making each other breakfast. Mm, mm. Like yeah. Oh yeah. No. No. No no breakfast. No breakfast. (laughs) There might be a late night Seven Eleven run, but that's about it. (laughs) A few donuts. Yeah. So Brennan's at a bit of a loss and he goes and seeks out advice from the Gabers, yeah. Chris and Nate. And that, that this is their moment to shine because yeah. they have been annoyed with Naomi since, was it Valentine's Day? It was Christmas. Oh, it was Christmas. She stuffed yeah. up their gift giving. Yeah, yeah. She played them and tried to get them to buy expensive gifts for each other. And then they spent all their money. But look, the, everyone's held a grudge. And so they've said to Brennan, no, 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 don't get Naomi a present. Like, don't try and mm. win her over with. She's not materialistic like that. Like, don't get her some nice champagne or any of that. You need to go and pick her some, like, wild flowers. Wild flowers. And he's like, that sounds like bullshit, but okay. (laughs) His instinct as a detective was that these guys were pulling his leg. Yeah, but then he he chose not to trust it. He's like, but I'm going to go and frolic in the bushes and pick some flowers. It was like something out of Little Rascals. Like (laughs) He was in the bushes trying to pick flowers. From the scabbiest looking bush. (laughs) I I looked at that and I thought, no, you don't pick flowers from that. That's Um, like everything's dead. And like there's a nursery right there. They can put together a nice yeah. wildflower bouquet for I've, you. Look, she sells quite a few proteas there, so I'm sure that's fine. Don't know what that word is, but exactly. There is a solution. <laughs> and then... So he's in the weeds. Yeah. <laughs> and then we hear a faint kind of noise. Yeah. And then... There's a swarm of bees. The bees attack. A swarm of CGI bees at that. Yes. They were <laughs> prominent bees and they attacked him. It was like the scene out of My Girl... <laughs> Could have ended worse. Yeah, I was worried that Brennan wasn't going to make it. So he comes back home and he's covered in these welts. Yeah, just these on one side of his face. Huge, 
bumps. I have, I have been stung by a bee when I was tiny yeah. and in my head and it was just a tiny little spot. Mm. Mm. I don't, maybe he's allergic, in which case it's very serious, but he looked like he had the measles. Yeah, yeah, he didn't look right. It yeah. wasn't okay. And so Naomi comes round and he, you know, he sends, he puts the wildflowers on her doorstep and she comes over with this posy of weeds. And so you're taking the piece. Yeah, she's like, what are you doing, mate? Yeah. Putting this crappy gift on my doorstep. And he won't open the door and he's like, oh, I can't talk to you right now. He's all Phantom of the Opera behind the, <laughs> the door. She's, he's like, oh, Nate and Chris said, she's like, what are you taking advice from them for? And, you know, all of that. Mm. And then she opens the door and he reveals that dun, 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 he's, he's half B now. <laughs> that could be a neighbor's spinoff, like yeah. the fly. The B man, half man, half bee. <laughs> he's sweet as honey, but he's got a sting, sting. in the tail. <laughs> oh, dear. But the thing is, this doesn't turn Naomi off. Look, there's not a lot that turns us off about Detective Mechanic. But that bee face. It wasn't, wasn't pretty. That was, no. was not cool. But she's still macking on with him. Yeah, yeah. She was still, oh, let me look after you. Let's get it on. And he, he was wincing in pain. It was yeah, uncomfortable. Yeah. Now, meanwhile, the other Brennan, Paige invites him round to the pool to hang out with Imogen. So then Tyler asks Imogen about her interests and she's talking about law. He's mm. like, how did you become interested? She's like, well, I used to watch a lot of Boston Legal. Which she must have been, what, under 10 watching it? She would have been like three years old. Yeah. But I thought that was kind of cute. Like mm. she didn't say, oh, you know, there wasn't some tragic backstory where she was like, mm. oh, my grandmother was sued and I thought I would <laughs> yeah, one yeah. day I want to help people. <laughs> exactly, no, she yeah. went, I watched a cool TV show yeah. and thought I want to do that. And I thought mm. that was adorable because that's how a lot of us get into what we want to do. We see it on TV or we yeah, read about just go, it. Oh, that looks interesting. Yeah, I want to do that. So mm-hmm. that was quite cute. I would have thought she would have chosen a Channel 10 show, like maybe Law and Order. <laughs> <laughs> Any of the Law and Orders that exactly. Channel 10 has shown. I saw Olivia Benson and I knew that was it. And then she had this classic line when she was talking about the um, dinner that had with her uncle the other night and she was saying, it was super embarrassing to tell my successful uncle that I'm studying law at the local uni. <laughs> Look, it was pretty embarrassing. Mm. You know, she's like, oh, Eden Hills isn't really the uni of my dreams, which is mm. what we've all been saying. Exactly. <laughs> Correct. And so they have this nice moment where they're connecting over that, but then mm. he gets called away to his goon shift because mm. he has to now strip Hermione the car for parts. Yes. And yes. He, he reaches into the glove box and sees Imogen's library card sitting in there. What a nerd. <laughs> I just better keep it in the car in case I need to do a quick run to get a book. Yeah, and it was a photo ID, wasn't it? It was very strange. Maybe it was the school library yeah, car. Yeah. <laughs> so he now has this moral dilemma, like do I strip the car for parts and take the money or do I do, yeah. do well by the girl I'm trying to impress? And now finally we have to quickly touch on the Bake Off. Oh, yeah. This week's mm-hmm. Ceramic Pig storyline. Uh, so there's a Bake Off coming up for the Erinsborough Festival and Naomi's trying to book in the judges. Mm. And so she's choosing local identities. So the local school principal, Susan, yeah, yeah I'd, I'd give that a tick. Yeah, she's a prominent local person. Yeah, I'm sure. But then she also asks her mum, well, Sheila. Sheila basically invites herself yeah. on, on board. So local barmaid. Slash mother of the promotions manager of the yeah, festival. No, no, no. Let's just have Paul be one of the judges, seeing he's the mayor. Yeah. Or, or Nosy Sue Parker. The, what they're teasing is... It's going to be Matt Preston from MasterChef. Oh, of course, yes, he's in the promos. He's in the promos. Yeah, yeah. So that paves the way nicely for him. But in the meantime, it gives Sue some classic modern kind of trendy lines about food. It, she's mm. become this like – Critic. Hipster foodie. Yeah, yeah. she's yeah. like, oh, we can, we can really look for some deconstructed dishes. Yeah. <laughs> Ever since she had the Lubner in the pub a few weeks back, yes. she's all over it. And now it's opened her eyes. Yeah. <laughs> To a whole new world. To the Melbourne cuisine <laughs> that's available. And so she's right on board. But Sheila's mm. like, no, we need sponges, we need lamingtons, like we need all the classics. It's about the staples of baking and everything. So they're at loggerheads over that. Yeah. But then I got confused because Naomi says there's a prize. 
on offer, a trip to London. So yeah. is that when they decide, oh, well, we don't want to be judges. We want to enter the competition yeah. so we can go to London. Is look, that what happened? I think so. But, look, there's a lot of conflict of interest here. I mean, Naomi works for it, so surely Sheila can't be Yeah, her, her mum can't win. And Susan, the doctor's wife, can afford her own ticket to London. Yeah, well, particularly after he got that money on the scratchy. Yes. So, anyway, that's that'll set up for the, the rivalry for the week. Mm-hmm. And now we can... Heading to Tuesday. So Imogen is waiting for the school bus because she doesn't have a car anymore. So she's on Power Street at the bus stop. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, yeah, was she hanging out with Paige? Yeah, Paige, yeah, for some yeah. reason, was going to get the bus. As I don't know. Look, they could either be catching a bus to Adelaide or to the airport. Yes. Although you'd think the uni would be walking distance if they're having toga parties in the Lasseter's courtyard. Look, there's a few holes in the <laughs> Geographical <laughs> holes. Yeah. Maybe there's some sort of wormhole to, to Eden Hills Uni. And can we just acknowledge Paige's free and easy schedule? She can just hang out at the bus stop with her sister. Piss off out of her shift to go and meet her um, internet lover. Yeah, she can just have a pool party whenever she wants. Mm. Paige what? needs to pay board. A, it would solve the Turner's um, fiscal yes. issues. And B, she can obviously afford to. And she's got enough time where she could get another job, yeah. full-time job, and still do <laughs> cafe shifts. So Tyler and basically Imogen establishes that her car was stolen and Tyler puts two and two together that you know, he's got the stolen car. He tells D'Amato that he knows he knows it's stolen and D'Amato basically said, oh, well, you can keep it, but you're going to owe me. Mm. So he's in over his head. He's like, well, I want to give the car back. And so he leaves the car out in the street for Imogen to just happen upon. You, you know what I find really strange about the whole Hermione story, right? Yes. So... Um- Detmec Jr. was going to be paid, was it two and a half grand to strip the car? Yeah. And then so D'Amato was saying he's only going to get $1,200 for the parts. Uh-huh. I don't understand that. So he oh, was going to be paying Tyler more money, like basically twice the amount <laughs> to strip the car than he was actually going to sell it for. And that, to me, doth not make a good gangster. Not at all. He could have approached Imogen and said, here's a here's $1,000, can I have your car? Exactly. That's bad business sense. That, Not, this is why he isn't a gangster in, say, like the Brunswick Essendon area. Yeah. He's a gangster out in Nairnsborough. He's not cutting the mustard. It's probably why he needs to run Grease Monkeys as well. He <laughs> needs the income from the burgers <laughs> to offset this bad oh. business plan of car theft. So he needs – there's like a theory on the internet that like Toadie's a lawyer to um, launder money from the nursery or something like that. That's basically all he does. <laughs> your theory, let's be no, honest. No, it was Mr Chiswick from, okay, from the UK. <laughs> yeah, from the UK. Mate, Yeah. Grease monkeys, money laundering scheme. <laughs> We're investing a lot in that, yeah. in those burgers. Now, she brings the car into the garage for a service. Mm. That car spent more time in the garage than on the road, mm. can I just say. So then he takes his opportunity and asks, straight out asks Imogen out. Mm. Like, let's hang out. And she's like on a date. Which I, I hate when people say date in Australia because yeah, yeah, you don't really. Not, do you want to go out? Yeah. That, that'd, that'd sum it up. That'd be. And then yeah. later you say to your friends, do you reckon it's a date? You don't ask them. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, so she gives him the I'm flattered, but she says, you're a great guy, but I have feelings for someone else. She's an idiot. She's an idiot. The best way to get over someone who's not available is to take the opportunity that's right in front of you. Exactly. Take a leaf out of Naomi's book. Um, you know, her unrequited love for Toad. There's parallels there. Naomi has really seized the day. Mm. She can... If by day you mean hot hot cop. Yeah. (laughs) Imogen has a lot to learn from Naomi. Mm. And she actually says, well, why don't you try Paige? Like, she's already offloading him onto the nearest girl. I I see them as a better couple, to be honest. Well, yeah. She's got some sass. Shows some personality. And she'll show some enthusiasm at least. Yeah, yeah. So now Sheila's full steam ahead with her baking and she wants people to taste test she comes to seek out Lou and Lou tells her to bugger off. But then meanwhile, Harold is there. Harold's at Harold's. Mm. Yeah, and she's she's gone all gaga for him. Well, he just is gentlemanly to her and says, I'll taste your goodies. That's all it takes. <laughs> <Ooh>. <laughs> she is smitten. Yeah. 
I, I, I don't get it with Harold. He always scores the ladies. He, he's scored some great he, ladies over yeah, the years. Yeah, he's had Match. He's had the Spray and Wipe lady. Rosie but, Hoyland. Okay, if you were a woman of a certain age, yes. would you date Lou or would you date Harold? I would not like either of them, please. No, you have to choose. <laughs> don't want to. Don't no, make me. No, you're choosing. Don't make me choose. Harold's a lovely man <laughs> and he's very nice. Yeah, you're choosing Harold. You're choosing no, Harold. But, but Lou's... More fun. But Lou's creepy. Look, Lou's a sex tourist. I don't think he's wanting to ever have sex with an adult woman. But I um, guess in terms of a companion. Well, yeah, Harold. Uh, <laughs> if it was going to be a companion, it'd be Okay, Harold. maybe this can be our Beamley question. <laughs> <laughs> Who would you go for, Lou or Harold? Go to Beamley, go to the Neighbours show page and we'll post the question. If you had to choose. <laughs> and you of a certain age and had to settle down. And you can't just say neither. You have to make a, cha- a even, choice. Even here. though that's what we want to say. Lou or Harold? No, no, bring, no bringing Dr. Carl into this. No. He's not an option. No, it's Paul. Lou or Harold. No, Paul. Oh, well, for Paul. It would be Paul <laughs> all the way for sure. <laughs> so, yeah, Lou or Harold, got to choose. Would you rather? That's mm. what we're playing. Head to Beamley and let us know. But the thing is with Harold, he spots straight away that Colette and Anne has the secretly has the horn for Lou. He's like, you guys have chemistry. I'm not getting in the way of yeah, this. Yeah, they're like peas in a pod. And she is pretty much Madge version 2.0, isn't she? And Madge should have chosen Lou. Yeah, I think she might be a bit spunkier than Madge. Oh, actually, you know, <laughs> just, Sheila is in fact just Cheryl 2.0. Yes. Quite literally. <laughs> she did. She was the second version of Cheryl. You're right. She stood in for Cheryl. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's amazing. What an amazing circle of life. <laughs> Well, oh, that's great. Okay, so then let's get back. And we've got the bee stings, right? Back with uh, Detective Mechanic and Naomi. Yeah, he needs to slap on a bit of clearasil on his face and try and mask up a few of those welts. Yeah. <laughs> They're really gross. So they they make amends over the whole him calling him a, her a liar conversation. Mm. And he acknowledges, well, look, maybe we're more than friends with benefits. So I don't know where that's going to go. I don't know if I want them to be a couple. I think I'm happy with them just having a tryst. Yeah, it's so much more fun. Yeah, I don't want them picking out curtains together. No, no. no. Oh, well, but Priya's house could do with a makeover. Yeah, well, I, actually, I do want them picking out curtains. <laughs> Let's just burn this velvet couch. <laughs> now, oh, she puts honey on the bee stings to soothe them. Oh, yeah, it was very saucy. Yeah. And, oh, God, they put, they put a lot of balms on each other, these two. Yeah. There's a lot of ointments. <laughs> and then he, they start cracking jokes and he says, I love your laugh. And they're having a great time. And yeah. someone pointed to me. Who pointed this out to me? Someone. It was someone online. They said, I really love what Naomi is bringing out in Brennan, oh, the actor yeah. and the character. Like he's yeah. really loosened up and enjoying himself. Yeah, right, it's given it? him a bit of personality, which he certainly never had back in the Kate days when he was all just all business. Not and, at all. Yeah. Kate did nothing for him. Yeah. So, um, look, it's good. It's good. Yeah. It's a good thing. Now... He pops on his uniform because he's – yesterday he decided he wanted to be a cop again mm-hmm. and he got the job and then today he's already got his uniform and he's already got a shift. Yeah, look, still finding so many plot holes yeah. in this whole constable detective storyline. Yes, he's – well, we have to demote him, yeah. So he's constable mechanic. Yeah, constable mechanic. Because he has to go back to the bottom rung of the food chain. Constmech. Constmech. And he – so he's got his uniform on and Tyler walks in and just laughs. And he's like, what are you doing in that thing? He's about to be a stripper, Tyler. It's yeah. basically what he looked like. <laughs> it's more, it would be more respectable in Tyler's actually, eyes. Actually, that is a job for um, Dad Cobb. He's got the uniform. <gasps> he should go and do some bloody um, studs afloat booze cruises. Ma- magic men's. Yeah, some hen's nights. He, and he's got the dance training. Yeah, all he has to do is twirl his baton a bit, so to speak. <laughs> I want He's that. got the handcuffs. I want that more than anything. Yeah. Oh, my God. He should strip. Yeah. That would be the best. Why? Uh, How do we make this happen? All right. Well, he's going to lose his job at the force soon. Can you tweet at Neighbours? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. All right. I don't think they're allowed to accept submissions from on Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> I think that goes against the policy. Yeah. Uh, now, finally. Uh, my favourite new character. He was my favourite new character for about two days. And then he stuffed it all up. I still like him. I find him interesting. It's Dr. Nick. Dr. Nick, yes. Dr. Nick, he's Tourage's brother. He's an oncologist. 
Carl's obsessed with him and he's going to stick around in Erinsborough and set up a cancer centre, an Olivia Newton-John style exactly. wellness centre. <laughs> and look, I thought you would have just been a bit more supportive of having more of your Greek brethren in this show. I would be supportive had I known that to rage all this time had been Greek. I know a Rebecca Almaloglu is Greek. I would have liked for them to have reflected that more yeah. in Therese, to rage. So, yeah, no, I'm happy to have him. I'm, and he was doing a great job. He was doing the – he was throwing the zingers around like nobody's business. Mm. He had a classic – oh, it's in the next episode. He had my favourite line of the week about Brad. Yeah. Drab isn't feeling too confident about, confident about his own career. Yeah, so Drab's asking Dr Nick why he even came back. Why do you want to be in Aaronsboro? Which is a fair question. And Dr. Nick had this great line about, you know, um, how important cancer research is, which it is. Yes. It, it's not like you're teaching yoga in the park, like draft. <laughs> you know, running a few kids around the Oval. Although it was a bit annoying how he did have to rattle off all these cancer stats, like he brought it up on Wiki and he was just yeah, reciting yeah. The, the media release for the Cancer yeah, Council. Yeah, And then was, was it Drab trying to put him off? And also he says, oh, you, you don't hang around with Paul Robinson. He's done wrong by us and then they tell him the whole Ezra backstory. Yeah, yeah. Look, Dr Nick works in the hospital system. He would have dealt with his fair share of scheming and self-interest from the other doctors. Yeah, he's not even fast. So he's yeah. like, oh, good story. I'm going to go and see Paul and we're going to have a whiskey. <laughs> exactly. And that's what I'd do if I lived on yeah. Ramsey Street. Yeah. Uh, so a couple of things to touch on before we move on to Wednesday that we enjoyed was, was it Tyler enjoying a juice from the nursery? Yeah, that's the first time those um, juices have had a workout in months. And they use tiny, tiny cups. Like, yeah. yeah, this is how Sonia's turning a profit. She's charging like $6 for a juice and it's in like a, yeah. a latte cup. You know, I wouldn't actually order a juice from there because I you'd either get listeria or hepatitis <laughs> with all the like bits of bloody fertiliser floating around that, that business. Oh, what's this uh, crunchy bit in my OJ? Oh, it's, it's all right. It's just a bit of Osmocote. <laughs> Those juices are outside too. They never put them away. <laughs> then it's not hygienic at all. No, it'd be gross. You'd, you'd be getting the, the real taste of blood and bone. Completely unsanitary. Mm. So Wednesday. Oh, so actually in our last podcast, CJ mentioned that Naomi's not been sleeping in her bed a lot and no one's raised an eyebrow. Mm. Like Sheila, who notices everything, doesn't notice. Mm. Finally, Colette Nair notices that Naomi hasn't slept in her own bed. She's spent another night over at the Brennan's and he's going to head off to be to do some policing. And I want to know is how has he been able to leave his other full-time job so quickly? Yeah, like, I, has um, Detmec Jr. even had a job interview with... Gat, um, what's his name? Danny, Danny. Danny, yeah, yeah. So he... Mark has taken up a new full-time position as a constable at the police station, like then just rings up his boss at the mechanics and says, I'm leaving. Yeah, he's, he's my month's notice. Yeah, like <laughs> did he get paid out his leave? or how did he, yeah. he's, he's just ready to move on. And now his brother, who's just a casual, is the only mechanic left in that business. Yeah, and they used to be busy enough to have friggin' three mechanics on at the same yeah. time. Nah, now it's just this blow-in from another state. Yeah, he's yeah. He's just going to tinker away well, and get it done. I don't know. How old do you reckon he is? 19, 20? He's not very old. Yeah, Paige's age. Mm. Now, Tyler's really worried about Brennan in his new job. And what I love is that I wrote here, go to work, Breno, because he spends half the day faffing around at home in the waterhole. He's getting coffees. He's having breakfast out. Mm. It's your first day on the job. Go to work. Yeah, oh no, it's crazy. And look, I don't blame his little brother for having concerns about Brennan going back to being a cop. Yeah. The last time he was a cop, his whole family thought he was dead. Correct. So Brennan says, look, don't worry, I'll be fine. I just need you to, like, while you're out and about at the garage and you look over at Grease Monkeys, just keep an eye out on D'Amato for me. So Brennan hasn't even gone to work yet and he's already outsourcing his policing work to his brother. Mm. Mm. <laughs> Why don't you go and ask your boss? Why don't you ask the Sarge how he wants to handle this? Do you think the Sarge yeah. is going to be happy with him going, oh, yeah, your brother can keep an eye on the crim we're trying to nab? Hot, co hot cop's a loose cannon. <laughs> he plays by his own yeah, rules. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> now we have this champagne breakfast, this Lassiter's soiree. Cocktail party up in the penthouse. Now, we don't always get big events 
in a neighbor's week. And this is, it was just a little event, but I quite enjoyed it. Yeah, yeah, I enjoyed it too. And one thing I discovered from this was that um, Paul's got quite the city view from his um, balcony. Well, it's always talked about. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's like you can see all the high rise. You can see that Amy Stadium's quite close. Didn't know you could see Melbourne CBD <laughs> from Nunawading or wherever they are. I know, it's amazing. You'd think there were a few hills in between there, but no, no. <laughs> Maybe he just had it projected so it looked a bit closer for, for the people he was trying to impress. Now, here's my favourite line of the week. Line of the week from Dr. Nick. Um, he, he leans over to Paul. So Brad and Therese walk in and he goes, oh, can't believe my sister's still carrying around that tatty handbag. <laughs> I miss that one. That's great. And Paul goes... Oh, her handbag. That looks pretty nice. And he goes, I was talking about Brad. (laughs) Paul's like, oh, sick burn. Sick burn. They practically (laughs) high-fived over that one. It was fantastic. Props to the person who penned that Mm. burn. Mm. And and then he he follows it straight up with explaining what a mimosa is to to drab. (laughs) Teray just like, oh, sweetie, can I have a mimosa? And then he goes, that's champagne and orange juice, Brad. (laughs) Oh, it'd be such a disappointment so if your good. smart as a whip sister married that idiot. Brought him home. Yep. And I just love it. It's like, I know what a mimosa is. <laughs> yeah, man. You, you make it with like cooler bar from the box. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I enjoyed that immensely. Mm. So basically, Paul and the doctors have invited all these big wigs mm. into the penthouse to schmooze them to try and get funding for the new cancer yeah, centre. Yeah, grease them up a bit. For the Olivia Newton-John centre. as part of that, um, Tarage has put Christos on waiting duty oh, at this no. party. Poor Christos. You know, like one moment he's a management trainee, next minute he's just waiting at a cocktail party. Yeah. She, look, I feel like there wasn't really a job for him, so now he's just got to slot into wherever there's a window. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. <laughs> So I, feel, I feel sorry for his staff because they're probably like, oh, God, like we've got this shift sorted. Now we've got to find a tray for him to carry. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he ha- so he hasn't had breakfast. He got up like at five in the morning to come and start this shift mm. and he's really hungry. And he couldn't have snaffled an hors d'oeuvre behind the scenes. No. Like mm. I've worked at events and I've snaffled the hors d'oeuvre. <laughs> it's not rocket science. Inhaled. <laughs> Gone. <laughs> yeah. It's, look, he's Greek. He should know how to do. He should know how to sneak food. <laughs> yeah, and George is there and she's behaving so unprofessionally, isn't she? Yeah. She's all grumpy and... So she's sassing Dr. Nick because he mm-hmm. stole her boyfriend's pen the other day. And and she's telling Christos, just eat a few hors d'oeuvres. Like, who cares? And so he does. He starts put like knocking back the canapes. Like, like he's leaning over the table. He's hardly being discreet. He may he? as well have like lifted up the tray and... Tapped it into his mouth from above. Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) And so, of course, he starts choking. And whenever someone chokes on television, it's immediately followed by the customary Heimlich manoeuvre. Now, as I tweeted at the time, is the Heimlich still a recommended choking remedy? Um, Well, Dr. Nick said it wasn't. Yeah, well, then he followed it up by saying that it's not. Of course. And that is another dark day for Erinsborough Hospital, that they're every nurse Georgia isn't, you know, up to date with... And she lied because she said, oh, I tried the other method and nah, it didn't look, work. Look, no, she did. She did give him a bit of a heart, half-hearted thump on the back. Oh, well, I so blinked a... and I missed that. Yeah. <laughs> it was funny because I was watching another show during the week where someone choked and had the Heimlich. It's such a TV staple. So it was quite quite a nice change for him to point out that it was not a yeah, valid, yeah, valid method. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So now Georgia confronts Dr. Nick and says, look, you're just arrogant because he's trying to tell her what's what. Yeah, because he's, he's like making a very valid point yeah. that there's doctors here. You should have um, you Call, know. called someone over. She's like, I yeah. didn't want my friend to die. So she stands up to him and now he immediately finds it hot. Mm. He's turned on yeah, by, yeah. He's by like, a firecracker. Oh, this is a challenge I wish to take. And now here is the most inappropriate moment on this show in the in the longest time I can remember, yeah, yeah. this is so wrong. 
He pulls Paul aside and asks after Georgia. He's like, what do you reckon about her? She stood up to me and she's hot. And he's like, well, she's got a husband. And that's him over there. And look. He goes that. She's married to that. I know. And it's, it's <laughs> flashes over to Kyle and he does look a little bit Neanderthal. But you can't deny that Kyle is an attractive young man. Yeah. Like, you seriously, what, what is up with that man's ego that he thinks he could win over Kyle? He's a virile young specimen. Mm. And Dr. Nick basically says, well, I'm going to have a crack at married, hasn't, marriage hasn't stopped me before. Mm. Apparently he's been married three times as well, we learn. Yeah. And Paul says, well, I just don't think she's going to go for it. He tries to yeah, talk him out she's, of it. She's a country girl. Yeah, she's got some values, so don't, just don't. But then Paul, Dr. Nick says, I bet you mm. I can score with her by the time the cancer centre opens. Yeah, I know. Look, frankly, it's going to take a few years to build yeah. anyway, so it's like a really slow build up, that one. He's given him a nice – he's given himself a nice wide margin. And here's the thing. So he's her boss. He's her superior. Mm. You can't be betting on having sex with your subordinate at work. Yeah. That is the most highly inappropriate – it's just – it's sexual harassment 101. You know something my dad always says? There's, yeah. There's only three certainties in life, and yep. that's death, taxes, and nurses. So, Oh, oh wow. <laughs> Gosh. I've, yeah. not, I've not heard that yeah, one. thanks, Pete, on that one. <laughs> wow. Well, I guess Dr. Nix had that phrase. Yeah, he's heard it a few times. <laughs> he's got it on his fridge. <laughs> he's running by that, running with that one. So, yeah, Paul encourages him and basically mm. says, yeah, good, good bet, mate. Yeah, and the bet was just to get basically the Lasseter's equivalent of takeaway with all the trimmings. Yeah, <laughs> yeah they were going like... to have, yeah, they were going to have like fine dining. Yeah, yeah. I think Paul can get that for free anytime he likes. <laughs> so that's stupid and I hated mm. that and made now it makes me hate Dr. Nick and I don't want to hate Dr. Nick. I uh, want to like him. No, I still like him. I just, I, I find him more interesting now. Ugh. At least he's not a goody goody like every other character on the and show. And I think they're building him up. I don't know what's going to happen, but I feel like he can. He's going to be our spare Paul. So if Paul's ever mm. pulled away for whatever reason, if they give him cancer for the cancer centre, mm. then we've got Doctor Nick. Doctor Nick needs a Naomi in his life, not a Georgia. He need, yeah, 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 yeah. No, I don't want him with Naomi. She's got a good wicket now. Okay. <laughs> well, maybe we need two Naomi's now. Now we have to move on because guess who's back. Hillary. <gasps> yes, Hillary. I remember Hillary from back in the day. Hillary Robinson. Now, Hillary was before my time, so I thought, oh, I'm not going to care. But guess what? Hillary's awesome. Yeah, she's awesome. And it's funny, she introduces herself as being Paul's second cousin. Yeah. And I thought, no, she was always Aunt Hillary back in the day. So I guess technically she's a second cousin, but I would say that's more of an aunt relationship there. Well, I've got a lot of second and third cousins that are some of them some of which I would call auntie or uncle mm, or I would mm. see as an auntie or uncle yeah if they're your parents generation yeah so yeah. that that checks out now there so she's down at the community center because they're giving out free flu shots yes yeah bit early for flu season but you know it is yeah and <laughs> it's still summer look another plot hole I saw here was that Hillary has come there on the bus from the retirement home yeah the local retirement home okay one the local retirement home would have its own minibus yes. to transport residents around. Or at, the, or at the very least, one of their nurses could drive them down. Exactly. And two, if there's that big a cohort of people there, they would just organise to have um, the flu vaccine done at the retirement For home. For sure. I've been in like offices exactly. where, where they bring yeah. in people to do flu shots. So mm. somewhere where there are frail ailing people, mm. you would think you'd bring in a doctor to do that. And the oldies get it for free anyway, so... So it's just a strange. Yeah, it, it's strange. But I guess Hillary took it as an opportunity to take a day mm. trip to her old stomping ground. Yeah, yeah. And um, so Sue's has brought around her baked goods. Yes. Which, <laughs> and I would be wanting to try Susan's baked goods. Like she's got it. Yeah, down. yeah. There'd be some salted caramel in Susan's baked oh, goods. Oh, yeah. Well, actually, they did refer to um, Susan Kennedy's coconut cream pie, which does sound like a bit of a euphemism. Oh, no. This is like a chapter out of the Book of Secrets. <laughs> Um, oh, Susan geez. Kennedy's coconut cream pie might be the title of this episode. <laughs> <laughs> now, everything's a schmozzle down at the flu shots hub because Carl's organising it. And yeah, and Hillary's stirring the pot as well. She's she's raising a bit of dissent in the crowd. Yeah, and so Paul Carl's trying to placate her, so he brings around Susan's coconut cream, cream pie. <laughs> 
thing the good thing about Hillary was that she was a bitch. She was always a bitch. <laughs> and she didn't have basically any redeeming features. And that's what I feel neighbours is missing at the moment. Someone who's just a mean bitch. Cold hard bitch. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm I'm happy for Hillary to stick around. She was great yeah, yeah. value. She's giving Paul a bit of shtick. She's clearly able bodied. She doesn't need mm. the retirement home. No, no. Oh, then there's this great moment. So Paul's up in arms because he's got a bad rep with the local community mm. and he wants to get on track for the festival. So he brings a journalist around to the to the centre. Yeah, because there's an exhibition yes. showing like the who used to live in Ramsey yeah, Street. The, the who's who. There's a photo gallery that Amber's put together. Very professional photos of the previous residents. I don't know how they got all of those <laughs> photos. Portrait shots. Yeah, they, they, all, they all went down to star shots. <laughs> And got got it done. Got some well-lit portraits. Yes. So, and there's this great moment where he's like, oh, here are all the local residents. They can talk about how great I am. And then we hear, hello, Paul. And it's Hillary. <laughs> and it flashes from the, the headshot of Hillary yep. to like her current face, which is identical. Yeah, she hasn't aged a She's day. got the same haircut. She's only like a bit more white in yeah. the hair. Mm. She has aged very well. Yeah. And he just basically jumps out of his skin. Yeah, he's like, oh. There's one line that we've missed yes. talking about. Suze and Sheila run into each other at Harold's. So Sheila calls Suze Nigella. Nigella, yes. And then Suze comes back with the best sick burn of calling her Mrs. Beaton. <laughs> I don't know that reference. Oh, Mrs. Beaton. She was like a she was like the, the world's first cookery writer from like the 1800s. Oh, like Julia Child. But older. Old, like 100 yeah. years old. Yeah. So well, it's, it's, it's insulting. Okay, well, that's adorable, number one, that you know that. Yeah. <laughs> and number two, that they're working it in to yeah, the, yeah, the yeah. neighbours' burns. But I, I thought the Nigella was a nice touch mm. too. And then I did also write down that Sheila busted out a bit of bull dust. She goes, oh, I missed that. Bull dust. Oh, that's, a, that's a bit strong for 6.30. <laughs> Great. Erin's Fest 2015 is hitting the burbs across several action-packed weekdays. Featuring world-class act playing his or her greatest hit. Wine and cheese tastings from two local vendors. A bake-off featuring Matt Preston and Susan Kennedy's coconut cream pie. Glamour photos of old people and kids' entertainment, including Toadie dressed as a gold statue. For tickets and info, head to vic.gov.au slash Erinsfest. Erinsfest 2015, presented by Erinsborough Council and Lasseter's Hotel Group. If you're not at Moomba, be there. This is Neighbours with Vaya and Kate. Now on to Thursday... So we've got Hillary Robinson back, this, mm. the fabulous Hillary Robinson. Yeah. Mm. And then Daniel comes in and Paul says, this is Scott and Charlene's grandson. And Yeah. Now, I want to know, because mm. she, she says, he says, oh, honey, Hillary, nice to see you. Um, You know, how come I didn't know you were here? I would have come to visit. And she said, oh, I've been here six months. She's been here six months. Yeah. Like, how do you not know where your auntie is? Like. <laughs> She pulled a nice, another nice burn, which was saying that um, Daniel gets his looks from Scott and not Charlene. <laughs> I thought, geez, man. That's hard. If I had to choose, I'd prefer Charlene. Yeah, you want to get the singing budgie's looks. Exactly. Now, Paul's like, all right, when are you going back to the retirement home? She says, the public bus comes in three hours. I don't believe that for a moment. Three there is There is not one single bus line in Melbourne hours. that will come that infrequently. The local bus, like that should come every half hour. And more than that. Hello, Paul basically runs Lassiter's. Lassiter's has complimentary cars there. Just get one of the porters to drive her back. Exactly. So Daniel's quite sweet. He invites Hillary to his wedding with Amber. Mm. No, so this is the moment where Daniel does his first shift at the off-air bar in about a month. Because he mm. goes, I've got to, I will drive you back myself, but I've got to pop into work because there's a problem with the cool room. Yeah. You know what? That set's been dismantled, hasn't it? <laughs> we haven't seen it in a long time. And thank God, because it was getting quite crowded in here. Yeah. This is where we broadcast. They've taken a sledgehammer to that off-air bar because we haven't seen it. Mm. But to you, does Hillary look just way too young to live in an old people's oh, home? Oh, for sure. She should have her own apartment somewhere. Yeah, yeah. Then they start bonding over their estranged kids. She's like, okay, I moved away from Adelaide because my son didn't... Yeah, her want... son Matthew, who yeah. was Matt, a.k.a. Ash- Ashley Paskey, um, teen heartthrob of the early 90s. Ashley Pask? Oh, yeah, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Remember him? Nah. Nah, okay. <laughs> She gave him up for adoption back in the day and then, like, reunited, yeah, blah, blah, yeah. Well, he doesn't doesn't want a bar of her. He's given her up for adoption now. I I think she would be the mother-in-law from hell. Yeah. (laughs) So then 
Oh, then he's um he's on the blower about the traffic management in Erinsborough because he's been waiting for this report for the festival. And as CJ and I mentioned in a previous podcast, there would be a department set up in the council. Yeah, that's a council issue. That's not a that's not Matt the local beat cops. Nah, problem. So now Hillary, she's still sticking around and she stays there for hours and she starts listing her demands to Paul. He's like, what's it going to take for you to get out of my hair? And she says, well, you've stripped all the seniors of their benefits in this community. Um, We want our bus back. We want... We want all our services. We want our private cinema. (laughs) Yeah, um, okay, one, the bus is a state government issue. It's it's not a local government issue. The the mayor can't just take buses away. And having a um, cinema in your old folks' home, that's an issue for the old folks' home. Yeah, they can bring in some iPads. Yeah, like if if it was a cinema that was set up at the community hall, maybe... Yeah, but no. no, no, get stuffed, Hillary. No, set up your DVD player, put the best exotic Marigold Hotel on there, and everyone's sorted. Yeah, and I also he, he took them all. He took all the old people's services. Like he would be sacked as mayor if he gave the seniors nothing. Yeah, yeah, and look, to be honest, voting's not compulsory when you're over seventy, is it? So it's it's not that worth it to him. Nah. Nah, he doesn't yeah. need the seniors vote. He doesn't need the grey vote. No. So then he finally calls in Harold and he's like, take my auntie back to her retirement home. Yeah. In what though? Harold's, is Harold rocking around in the bloody, um, his room in the, the camper van. van. <laughs> his room in the camper van. She'll mm. be comfy back there. So, okay. Now we get to, we get to Nunawadding, right? Springvale Road, Nunawadding, <laughs> where dad cop has his security guard shift at the yeah. boom gate. Yeah. Which looks onto the 7-Eleven on Springvale Road, not far from the Burvale Hotel and where Wobby's World used yeah. to be. Yeah, 100 Hawthorne Road. You can Google map that. Yeah. <laughs> Google Earth that and get a nice view of where that boom gate is situated. Yeah, and you may even be able to spot grease monkeys. <laughs> <laughs> Here we have our very special episode when Lauren finds booze in Bailey's bag. So when he was about <laughs> probably 14, Bailey had a drinking problem. What's <laughs> Not just underage binge drinking, full-blown alcoholism. Yeah, yeah, and some epic drunk acting. Yeah. And Lauren finds the cooking wine in Bailey's bag. Delicious. The cooking wine. (laughs) Um, Look, we were just discussing this just before, but, okay, if you had an alcoholic in your family, why would you have cooking wine? You don't need cooking wine? You can use chicken stock. Exactly. We don't have a drinking problem in my household. We don't even have cooking wine. What is she making with that cooking wine? Beef bourguignon. <laughs> Lauren's not making that. <laughs> no, she's just heating up a bit of quiche from yeah. the dumpster out the back of Harold's. Correct. And you want to be drinking that. Cooking wine's like flat wine. Yeah. That you don't want Gross. to drink out of a glass anymore. <laughs> I, was, I was kind of hoping that he'd get into like the vanilla essence or something. <laughs> <laughs> be creative, Bailey. Get into the metho. Mate, you're named after an alcoholic drink. (laughs) It's probably a bottle from when you were born, stashed away. (laughs) So that means we have to have an intervention because all these sort of teen problems, they need to be solved on the spot. Yes. So Lauren's trying to track down dad cop. So he's still stuck at the boom gate. So he's rushed back to the police station. And then we have Constable Mechanic Brennan. Tearing him a new one. It was great. He's at the front desk and for some reason... On his first day. Yeah, dad cop's answering to Brennan. He's like, the sergeant's really mad. Yeah. He's, you know what, if he's was, not impressed, mate. Brennan is a nice guy because I would have just let that go. I would have like, <laughs> find this out yourself. Yeah. Yes, <laughs> actually. Okay, so Lauren comes in. So he doesn't have a chance to get anything done. Lauren comes in and says, we found the sh- plonk in Bailey's bag. Let's sit him down. And he's like, oh, what are we going to do? We can't. Uh, Can we deal with this after my shift? Yeah, exactly. He's a policeman. He's pretty busy. And But he says to Lauren, well, what are we going to do? We'll have to get him a counsellor. But Sonia's not here. <laughs> Sonia's gone to the US. She could give him some employment op- tips. Firstly, Sonia's not a trained counsellor. Second, sure, she had a drinking problem. That doesn't qualify her to consult with a teenager about his... Addiction. They've got a doctor who lives next door. 
Call on him. Call a real counsellor. I'm sick of this show saying Mm. if you've got mental health problems or addiction problems, just talk to the rando next door. Just talk to the old hooker next door. So finally, he says, well, like, there's some guys here that have contacts with the youth outreach program at the police station, so I'll call them in. Like, they're dealing with juvenile delinquents. Oh, yeah. But, but, you know, like, their number's on my phone and, yeah, my phone must be in my locker, which he's left it at D'Amato's. Yeah, so he left it back at the boom gate. So he rushes back over there and while he's there, he sees D'Amato and Michelle, Frankie's girlfriend from Wentworth, hocking off a brand new sports car. Yeah, a Ferrari. So it turns out that D'Amato's running a chop shop for both Ford Capris and Ferraris. Yeah, look, it's, a, it's quite a wide range. He's casting a wide <laughs> net. That's fine. <laughs> And so now Dad Cop confronts him and he's like, well, I'm going to call this into my sergeant. Like he tells him. He's like, yeah. excuse me, excuse me, sir. Um, I've noticed your stolen cars and I'm going to go tell my boss at the police yeah, station. And you know what? Um, D'Amato's a smart cookie and he calls him out on that straight away. Because basically if you're saying that, you're pretty much angling for a bribe. See, this could all be solved if he just went down to the strippers <laughs> and worked a night shift. Magic Matt. <laughs> Magic Matt. Or he, he could just go down to the strippers and be a bouncer on the door there. True. Uh, why are we, do we keep solving people's problems on this show? <laughs> With common sense. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Now let's get, before we get to Friday, we need to touch on Lou and Harold. Mm. They're playing an old man's game in the cafe. Yeah, but they were betting with jelly beans. And I'm sorry, Harold, but gambling is still gambling, whether it's with mm. money or with jelly beans. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, and though at their age, they should be careful with the amount of sugar they're gambling with too. <laughs> Lou needs them when he has a, a hypo. So Sheila's come in and she's put the moves on to Harold and Lou just is cut. He's like, doesn't want a bar of it. Yeah. And um, at one point, I don't know who, look, you might have to tell me who said this to who because I've just written down mm. the word cake hole. Who said <laughs> Someone oh, said, right. shove that in your cake hole or stop your cake oh, hole. Oh, I do remember that. I can't remember who said it, but it, look, it's feasible to be either Sheila or Luke. Someone said cake hole to someone mm. and it was gold. So now they've decided to pack up and go down to the community centre for their free flu shots. Oh, yeah. Oh, how romantic. Because that's what old people do on their afternoon off. <laughs> I, can I just say, I must say, with the addition of all the 30-year anniversary cast members – it's gotten pretty grey on Neighbours. Like, there are yes. a lot of senior citizen plot lines. Yeah. And it's pretty cute, but it's pretty fun. It's pretty weird. <laughs> <laughs> we've got flu shots. We've got the old person bus not arriving. It's... I know. Yeah, it's more Grabers at the moment. Grabers. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. So, yeah. Harold and Sheila are bonding over Doris Day movies. And yes, and that's, she said to him, oh, I wouldn't have picked you as a Doris Day fan. I'm sorry. If I was thinking of anybody who'd be a Doris Day fan, it would be someone like Harold. Yeah, it has. Yeah. Now, while we're at the uh, community hall, George has recruited Dr. Nick. And she's still grumpy nurse today, even though she's in like a snazzy, tight-fitting Erinsborough hospital T-shirt. Yeah. Which, to me, with all like the, you know, the, the cutbacks that, that are going around... Why doesn't she just wear her normal uniform shirt? Yeah, it's like they were in their sports uniform at mm. school. <laughs> <laughs> and now he's wasting no time in having a crack on at Georgia because he's mentioning the brand new tapas place at Waratah Heights. Oh, a couple of things that. here. A couple wow. of things. Let's... I think we need to add that to our list of um, <laughs> local highlights. Good places to go instead of the mm. waterhole. Yeah. So let's just break this down. Firstly, I didn't know there was Waratah Heights. No, neither did I. I knew there was West Waratah. Yes. Did not know about Waratah Heights. Is oh. this a new housing development? Sounds like it probably is. Sounds nice anyway. Because what, what's West Waratah got? It's, got? it's got the newspaper, the West Waratah yeah. Star. So Waratah Heights. I feel like that's where Tarage should have just gone and set up shop. Like that's yeah. where they should move. The Willises should move there. Yeah. So Nick's really nice to the oldies. He's turning it on for Georgia and there's lots of seniors gear and – Finally, at the end of this whole afternoon of jabbing oldies in the arm, Dr. Nick says to Georgia, shall we have a drink? And then, so they do have a drink just to, to debrief on the day. And she has a margarita. Yeah, she's a cocktail. She's like a $15 cocktail. I want to live her life. I could do a margarita about yeah, now. If my boss is buying me a drink, I'm like, okay, I'll just have the house white, whatever. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, just give me whatever they've got on the she cocktail really, menu. She really doesn't like him. Nah. <laughs> And then he's like, maybe we could oh, – this is my, one of my favourite lines. Again, Dr. Nick's just throwing them all out. Maybe we could tap us together soon. Ooh. 
<laughs> weird, weird. Okay, so Friday. Now, I'm, I'm freeballing here on Friday. I didn't take any notes. So this is the episode where Georgia and Nick dine in the dark. <laughs> that was bizarre. The, 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 look, there's a... <laughs> There's obviously some sort of power outage going on in Erinsborough. They need an electrician on that street because there's no power in any of those office buildings. All right, so we kick off at Harold's Cafe and Paige is trying to console Bailey because he's still depressed and he doesn't want to do anything with her. Mm. And Drab and Josh overhear that Bailey's having a hard time Mm. and so they pitch to Bailey, uh, why don't you join the running group? Drab's running group. He's not an athlete. No, he's never done any physical activity in his life. He's a nerd. And he's a beanpole, though. So he, he does have a bit of a runner's physique. He does, yeah. Uh, and Paige is like, I'll do it with you, you know, which is really nice of her. Mm. I mean, she doesn't have a lot else going on, but she does have a free enough schedule to go and help her little brother out at his school mm. running club. And look, she's permanently in a midriff top, so she's always up for a run. Meanwhile, Dr. Nick and Drab are ordering their dinner at Harold's, and I do want to point out... Because Tarage bailed on them. Yes. Because this is meant to be like the family dinner. Yes. Now, I, I took note... Well, in my head, I took note of their orders. So, Dr. She- Nick orders the lamb focaccia, the, oh. the lamb pesto focaccia or that something. That sounds awful, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to eat lamb in a focaccia. <laughs> He'd be like choking on it. It's true. It's a bad idea. Yeah. And then... What's great, I need to talk about what Brad orders because mm. he, he orders oh, the, the, the omelette. Three, three egg omelette. <laughs> I took note of that and I thought, oh, jeez. Why is that an interesting menu item? It's just an extra egg. And I don't care how many omelettes they use to make, how many eggs they use to make my omelettes. Who orders an omelette for dinner at like a cafe as well? well no judgment. But I guess they've got all day breakfast. But a three-egg omelette, it just sounded really bland. Mm. <laughs> it wasn't a Spanish omelette. Or... No. But um, then um, Dr. Nick winds up Brad by commenting on um, how hot Paige is. It was really icky. So Okay, so they're down mm. at the Oval, the school Oval, which is, again, it's kind of out the back of Nunawadding, Springvale Road. <laughs> That's clearly D'Amato's yard. If you move the camera one metre to the left, you and, can yeah, see... Hand across. Yeah, you can see the boom gate <laughs> where Dad Cop is standing. <laughs> So they're getting straight into running training and Dr. Nick starts talking about how hot Paige is and she's basically his stepniece. Yeah, I know. It's gross. It's so gross. She is his sister's husband's daughter. daughter. Yeah. No, just no, Dr. Nick. You lost me when you made a bet about sleeping with your nurse. You went even further out of my good books when you're hitting on your stepniece. Just do not. He still hasn't burned his bridges with me. I still find that amusing because <laughs> he's just winding up Drab. And wouldn't you want to wind up Drab if you were him? Okay, yeah, all right. I'll, mm. I'll grant you that. <laughs> now, he's got this backwards, but whatever. He's taken his lamb focaccia that he ordered before mm. over to the hospital where he's trying to flirt, put the moves on Georgia. Mm. And he lays it on. Oh, because she's such an expert in fundraising now? Yeah, he he's apparently needs to pick her brain. Because... because- to, to get some money for the cancer centre. Yeah, and Georgia is going to cure cancer with a chook raffle. <laughs> That's all it took. We've been doing it wrong all these years. Mm, mm. Daffodil day. <laughs> That's a bad idea. So she, they sit in this room with a flickering light. Which is previously most well known as one of the waiting rooms. And they're going through everything. The light starts flickering and then Georgia gets up and turns off the light. Then Dr. Nick takes the opportunity. She can't find her pen. He leans over and pulls it out from behind her ear. Very tenderly. Like a magic trick. (laughs) And he's looking into her eyes and stuff. It's really weird. I do actually appreciate how Saskia, Georgia, how she's playing this because you can tell she's quite sceptical. She's Mm. like, what are you – I'm just like – why do you do you need to pick my brain? Like you've got other people you can talk to. What, yeah. What What are you doing, mate? So I mm. quite like how she's a bit put off. She's a bit unsure about where this yeah. is all coming from. But finally, he does butter her up enough by the end. Yes, and she falls for it. Yeah, and so he notices that she's scribbling her, in her little notebook. And when she goes to check on a patient, he grabs her notebook and gr- lifts out her pre-baby bucket list. Yes. And I took a photo of that from the screen. 
fantastic. Look, it was only half helpful because it's pretty bad handwriting. So yeah. so we'll upload the um, the picture of the bucket list to the Facebook page. And yes. this is the list that she only wrote a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, last week with Kyle. And yeah. his was like, watch the Fast and the Furious movies. And hers was like 20 pages long. The first item on the list is go to the ballet. Yeah. Which is fine. Okay. Have you done that? Um, I've been to uh, like a local dance school ballet. <laughs> All right, tick. I haven't, okay. been, I haven't been to the art centre. All right. Um, sunrise balloon ride. I'd like to do that. Yeah, that sounds nice. Um, Drab and Terage could hook them up because yeah, yeah. They, they did that on Valentine's yeah, Day. Yeah, they should have done a twofer with them. <laughs> okay. Tropical Island Getaway. Um, didn't they just do that for their honeymoon? They went to Vanuatu, which is a South Pacific island. This is a good one. Read Anna Karenina. Um, That's bucket list worthy. That's a weighty time. Look, a bucket list should be – isn't it something that is out of your reach? That you, bungee jump. Yeah, so bungee jumping, it's not something you have access to. Yeah, dive with the sharks. Like, she can get that ebook for free anytime she wants. <laughs> it's one of the classics. You yeah, don't have yeah. To, you don't have to pay for Anna Karenina. No. That can be on your iPhone today. Exactly. <laughs> you know, she could just get the audio book as well. Yeah, that, yeah, she could knock two things over at once. She yeah. could jump in a hot air balloon, put the audio, audio book in of Anna mm. Karenina, and there's your weekend. Yeah. Okay, um, visit Kakadu. Yeah, tick, that's pretty achievable. That's nice, yeah. You, yeah, she, she could have done that for the honeymoon as well. Yeah. <laughs> um, learn to crochet. Well, you and I both learned to crochet via YouTube. Yeah, yeah. Didn't take long. These are, but just so you know, this is, these are the types of um, cool people that we are. Like, yeah, I know. <laughs> we are self-taught crocheters. It's not all about decaf coffee and mason jars. No, like we, we are living a glamorous life. <laughs> If um, you're cold, we'll make you a blanket. <laughs> May take a while. So, yeah, she could do that. YouTube can teach you how to crochet. No, Job done. This is my favourite item on the bucket list. Eat abalone. <laughs> oh, what the hell, Georgia? That's a weird thing to put on your That's bucket disgusting. list. disgusting. Eat something, eat a weird food. Just go down to Chinatown and, like, point one out of a fish tank because <laughs> they're everywhere in so, Chinatown. I've heard of someone say, like, maybe eat truffles or something or a caviar. Yeah, yeah. But, but no, no, eat it fat duck or something like that. Especially for Georgia. Maybe Carl and Susan might have some exotic yeah. foods on their bucket list, but not Georgia. Carl's from Frangers. You can get abalone down there, can't you? <laughs> <laughs> like, isn't that where it comes from? You had some kind of party written down next? Do you think it's, like, fancy dress party? This is the one I couldn't Fail. decipher. Fail something party. Fancy wear party. Tupperware party? Oh. Tupperware party? Because <laughs> that's bucket list. <laughs> hey, abalone. <laughs> All right, we can't tell what this one is, so leave, okay. leave a comment and tell us what you reckon the party yeah. one is. Yeah, and then horse ride on the beach. Okay. okay. Georgia grew up in Biragara. That's pretty close to the beach, um, and there is plenty of horse riding stables down there in which – you can just pay 50 bucks and ride a horse yeah, on the beach. She, she could have done this. They could have done this at any kind of family occasion where she visited home. Yeah. What's the next one? Volunteer work in the NT. All right. Well, Munta could tee that up for her. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Full body seaweed wrap. Oh. Again, go down the beach, drape a bit of, <laughs> a bit of kelp on you. I reckon Lasseter's offers that. I reckon yeah. Tarage could book her a full weed mm. seaweed wrap. In Lasseter's mm. beauty spa. Winery tour. Oh. Yeah, get real. How has she not done a winery exactly. tour? She's a nurse. She would have done that through uni or just had a Christmas party at the office. Of course. Because that's how you do a winery tour. How many winery t- tours have you been on? Okay. Look, full disclosure, I've not been on any winery. Oh, you're kidding me. <laughs> it's, 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 but it's not my thing, you know. Oh, no, it's kind of gross. All my friends have been on winery tours. Yeah. They, there's look, there's organised tours. We've got the Yarra Valley, which isn't that far from Erinsborough. Yeah. Um, yeah. How Do, many have you done? I've done at least two. Yeah. See, okay. <laughs> there's buses involved, buses, booze, and usually get lunch it's, out there somewhere. It's a great well. day out. Yeah, yeah. Now, well, this is mm. unexpected. Do a triathlon. I can kind of see that being on a bucket list, but you'd think she'd actually up it to a marathon. But Georgia, she doesn't. She doesn't train. Paige would do a triathlon. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I feel like do a 5K would be more up George's alley. And what's the last one? Swim with dolphins. That's pretty achievable. Well, she can do that down in the Mornington Peninsula the yeah, same no. day that she horse rides on the beach and does the balloon Eat. ride and the winery tour. Well, while she's swimming with the dolphins, she can, like, scrape off a bit of abalone from somewhere. She could knock this all over in a long weekend. Exactly. Easter's coming up, 
Yep, yep. She can sort this out. Friday night, go to the ballet. Saturday morning, sunrise balloon ride. Winery tour. Exactly. <laughs> Seaweed wrap. <laughs> the only thing you have to make a bit of time for is kakadu. True. But, but when you fly to kakadu, you can do your crochet on the plane. Exactly. And listen to Anna Karenina. <laughs> <laughs> we can do this. A day with Georgia. I actually think maybe we should type this up and put this on Facebook as well. George's itinerary bucket yep. list for the weekend. Perfect. We'll do. Yeah, yeah. We'll do. And let us know what that party one is because, yeah, mm. we'd like to know. Now, the reason we mention this bucket list is because Dr. Nick spots the first item on the list, go to the ballet, and he's like, oh, easy, I can do this. I don't have any abalone, but I can get some ballet tickets. <laughs> he can get some abalone, trust me. <laughs> so he rocks up to the waterhole and says, thanks for all your help before. Here are two tickets to the ballet. But then Carl turns up and he's all kind of like, oh, the ballet. Yeah, here's the thing, right? If I got two free ballet tickets, I'm calling my mum yeah. or I'm calling my friend who loves theatre. Mm. Oh, I wouldn't be su- subjecting the dullard Kyle I to I wouldn't her. ask. And my partner's quite open to theatre mm. and stage shows. I probably wouldn't ask him unless I had zero other people. Yeah. But Sheila would love a day at the ballet. Yeah, and then top it off with a bit of high tea at the Langham. She'd wear her finery. They would have a great day. I mean, yeah. they're, they're not having the they're not on the best of terms at the minute. No. But maybe this could, that could have been a chance to patch it up. Mm. Or she, mm. Naomi, Naomi would have been all over the Suze. ballet. Suze. She would have loved it. Suze is probably a paid up member. Yeah, yeah. Look, to be honest, I wouldn't be thrilled to be going to the ballet myself. <laughs> me too. Strictly ballroom, that's a great night yeah, out for yeah. me, but not. I don't know about the ballet. Mm. I'm happy to do Lily Catronia's School of Dance in Glenroy and go to their <laughs> Nutcracker. <laughs> but that's a lot cheaper. <laughs> All right. So, look, Nick's in top gear trying to get in George's pants. And then finally we finish at the running track, at mm. which is just a patch of oval that, as our Twitter friend said, that they're running 50,000 laps of. Yeah, yeah. And this this look, this is a good cliffhanger. This is about great. This is here. good. And, you know, when we did cross country at my school, we had to go around the block. Like we did 1.6K runs and stuff and we had to leave yeah. the, the grounds and like go around the local park and the local neighbourhood. We, we had to run the F1 track at Albert <laughs> Park, literally. Wow. Um, so, but, so yeah, like, we didn't do just laps of the oval. Yeah, Brad needs like to. Like concentration bro- camp style. Brad needs to talk to Paul and broaden his horizons. So Braley's training really, really hard. He's burning himself out. But he has a runner's physique. He's so weedy. He's got the touch of the Rob DeCostella. This could be something he really excels yeah, he at. Looks, he looks like Steve Monaghetti. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he could do distance. He's our old school Australian runners. From- yeah. Google Steve Monaghetti. <laughs> yeah. Now, Paige, I don't know why a 20-year-old is hanging out with teenagers I'll tell you what, though, at their after-school sport. Her milkshake could be bringing all the boys to the yard, though. Yeah, they're already there. Yeah, the, yeah. The boys are at the yard. <laughs> Enjoying the milkshake. Exactly. <laughs> so they're pushing Bailey really hard. Paige is like, um, Drab, do you want to maybe rein it in with Bailey? It's his first day training. Mm. He's like, nah, nah, he's fine, he's fine. And yeah, because this, this is where Drab shows he's smart. Yeah. And Bailey goes down. He, he kills over. He collapses. And I was like, oh, yes, they've killed him. <laughs> <laughs> and I thought, Drab really is a terrible teacher. Yeah. This is why he shouldn't be responsible for anybody else aside for himself no he should only be responsible for surfboards he had a good thing going a few weeks ago i'm sorry but he couldn't even do that he like poisoned true carl with the surfboards how many people has he nearly killed in the last few weeks like three (laughs) so that was where we left the week bailey keeled over he ran too much and look that's genuinely how i feel after i run so to me (laughs) that's quite a normal symptom he needs to follow your couch to 5k program (laughs) which is a little more couch than I'd like at the moment. But, <laughs> hey, you easy way in. Mm. So that's where we leave it. Did you know that I am the biggest Neighbours fan ever and my first baby is due on the actual 30th anniversary oh of Neighbours? That is incredible. Yeah. Cause so you walked down the aisle to Scott and Charlene's wedding song. I did indeed, to Angry Anderson singing suddenly. It's quite incredible. And mm. so will she be called Nell? Baby Nell. <laughs> She might just be. <laughs> Sonia? Suze? No. Baby Suze? <laughs> no. Well, nah. tweet baby, us. Baby Charlene? 
Okay, well, drop us a line on Twitter at NeighborsPod, baby name suggestions, neighbors-themed baby name suggestions <laughs> for Kate, who is at Remude as well. Thanks for coming yes. in. Oh, and don't forget the Beamley question this week. No, we can't forget that. It's would you rather, Harold or Lou, got to pick one. Beamley.com on the Neighbours show page. Drop us a line. And we might not see you for a little bit because no, no. you're going to go and have Babby. Yeah, yeah. Neighbours um, Babby. I'm hiding behind um, bushes and my handbag and I'm safely ensconced in a caftan for a little while longer. Yeah. But I will be back. Yes, and we look forward to the news and hope all goes yeah. well. Thank you. Thanks for coming in and thanks for listening. Bye. Bye.